Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I appreciate you joining me for another great episode to help you up your game in the world of talent development. And today is a solo episode, just me, no guest today. I wanted to take some time to reflect on the journey that we've gone through in this podcast or with this podcast so far as we recently passed episode 400 for this podcast just a couple weeks ago. In fact, this will be released as episode 409. And if I was someone who really anticipated things, who looked ahead and planned ahead, I would have noticed this coming and done this episode a little sooner. But I wanted to use today's episode to reflect on the journey to 400 episodes and beyond and what I've learned, share what I've learned, uh, and share a little bit with you about my journey as well as what I've learned over the last few years. Some of you have just started recently listening to this podcast. I've talked to many people in the last couple of weeks who said, I just found your podcast and I've been binging it, which is really cool to hear. And some of you have been on this journey with me for the last four years, which is really cool to think as well. And I know people pop in and out. I do the same with podcasts that I listen to. I, I don't know if you ever truly stay completely loyal to one show for so many years. I have with a couple here and there, but I've, those of you that have been listening for a long time, I really appreciate you as we pass 400 episodes, which is a pretty cool milestone. I just kind of keep charging ahead and I thought it'd be good to take a minute to pause and, and reflect on this. So for those that don't know the history, we started this podcast back in 2018. I remember it was May 2018 when I really started hitting record. And it was one year after I started my first podcast in May of 2017, which was called at the time, The Entrepreneur Hot Seat. So to take you back to that time, and I did a LinkedIn post on this recently about uh, sort of my history of my career and how I got to where I am now. In 2016, I was working a job in consulting, doing sales and sales enablement and some facilitation workshops. And it was a really good job. I had a great, a great company, good culture, good boss. I had a great family, a wife and, a, and a, a daughter and another kid on the way. And life just seemed really great on paper, but something felt like it was missing for me. And I didn't know what it was. And it was really bugging me. It's one of those things that just kind of gnaws at you underneath, like, ah, things are pretty good, but they could be better. I just don't know what it is. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time, luckily, like many of you. And I stumbled across an interview with a guy named Hal Elrod, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And that interview absolutely changed my life because I listened to what Hal talked about and how he turned his own life around by getting up earlier than you need to to start the day with six activities, essentially meditation, affirmations, visualization, reading, writing, exercise, and something else. Now I'm drawing a blank on, on what it is, but it'll, it'll come back to me. And I started practicing these things. So I got his book immediately and I'd never been into any type of personal development before. I'd never been exposed to anything. I'm always uh, envious of people who get exposed to that stuff at an early age, but I had never been exposed to anything in the personal development world. If, if you asked me about Tony Robbins, I probably would have just said like, oh, he's an infomercial guy or something. I didn't know anything about him or this idea of, of really like spending time and money on bettering yourself. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought if you wanted to get better, you go to college and then you go get a master's degree and that's it, right? But I discovered this world of personal development and I, I got his book immediately and I, I just read it right away. I got up really early the next morning. I remember I was so excited. I got up at four in the morning and I read this book 
And I sat down and meditated for the first time. I had never done that before. And I got a journal and I started writing in a journal for the first time. And I started getting more books and, and dedicating time every morning to read books. And what it did, this opened up a whole new world to me, obviously, because I'm learning more, right? I started listening to more podcasts in sort of the personal development realm. I discover, you know, Hal's podcast, as well as several in the entrepreneurship space, guys like Tim Ferriss and John Lee Dumas and Tony Robbins and, and so many others. And I start getting books and reading books. And I start writing in my journal and really spending time reflecting and writing in my journal. And that allows me to do self-reflection, gain self-awareness, and start to get clarity on what I really want to do and where I want to go in my career. And that's a revelation for me because I hadn't really spent much time on that. I just knew that I wasn't that happy with what I was doing. And this might resonate with some of you because maybe you are you're doing okay in your career, but something seems like it's missing. Fast forward, I'm, I'm doing lots of reading, listening to podcasts. I end up joining a mastermind community, a mastermind group actually, run by a guy named Larry Hagner, after I discover his podcast called The Dad Edge. And that's a podcast for dads. It's still around today. It's absolutely huge. And Larry's a good friend of mine. And I highly recommend it if you're a father and you're trying to get better at being a father. There's other great dad podcasts out there as well. I joined his mastermind group. It was the second mastermind group I ever joined. So I read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is a, sort of the most famous personal development book of all time. And in that book, he talks about the importance of being in mastermind groups, groups of like-minded professionals who can support each other in their goals and their challenges and things like that. And I thought, I really need to be in something like this. I didn't know how to find one. I eventually found one run by a, a local woman who's a coach, and I joined her group for a little bit. And then I joined a mastermind group run by Larry Hagner who in the Dad Edge, and I made so many great friends through that group. I ended up running a mastermind group with him for dads after that and being a part of a membership community that he launched during that time in 2017. And before that, by the way, I, I went to, Hal Elrod had a conference in San Diego he used to run called the Best Year Ever Conference. And I went to that conference in November, 2016. I remember I convinced my friend Dan Lewis to go with me. I never gone to like a personal development type conference before. And I was like, I've got to bring a friend with me. So I convinced my friend Dan to go. And because I'm so big on networking, I told him like, we can't talk to each other at the conference though. We have to always be networking with other people, but we'll, we'll share a hotel room. And we'll hang out at the end of the day. And then he was on board and that's what we did. And so we just made so many great friends. We'd convene at the end of the day, like, who did you talk to? Who did you meet? And it was really a lot of fun. And I never been to anything like that before. And that kind of opened up my eyes. And I went and joined the mastermind group in the dad's community. And as part of that mastermind group, uh, when Larry was leading it, he gave us all a 90 day challenge. He said, you got to do something big, start something new in the next 90 days. And what's it going to be? And I don't know why it instantly hit me. I want to start a podcast. I had been listening to tons of podcasts and I just felt like I have the potential to be hosting my own. I have a voice you know, with things to say. And I really love interviewing people or asking people questions. I didn't know I liked interviewing people, but I knew I loved asking people questions and learning uh, their stories and what they're doing and how they got to where they are. And at that time, after I had done so much self-reflection, I felt a strong pull towards entrepreneurship. I really wanted to be running my own business. I just didn't know what that would look like or how to do it. And so my first podcast I started was actually about entrepreneurship. It was called The Entrepreneur Hot Seat. Those episodes are still out there in the, the ether. You can go listen to them. That show has morphed multiple times. It later became The Andy Storch Show for two or three years. And then I rebranded it as the Own Your Career 
podcast when I launched my book, uh, published my book in November 2020. And it's still called the Own Your Career Show today. But if you go to that show, and if you didn't know I had another podcast, by the way, go check out the Own Your Career podcast to help you uh, with your career. I've I've pretty much released every uh, chapter of my book on there in audio, as well as a lot of complimentary stuff. But you can scroll back through the archives to the Andy Storch show where I released a lot of different stuff on mindset and things all the way back to the beginning when I was doing interviews with entrepreneurs for the entrepreneur hot seat. And there was a moment I had when I was doing the entrepreneur hot seat and I was releasing an episode every week talking to different entrepreneurs. And I was like, man, this really gives me access to people that I wouldn't normally get a chance to talk to. It's really cool. I remember saying that to my wife, Courtney, who was a former journalist. And she was kind of like, uh, yeah, of course, because people really want publicity. They wanted to have their voices heard. And, you know, I really thought about that. I didn't know that. I didn't know how that stuff, how that stuff worked. And so later on in 20, the end of 2017, I got an opportunity to make a move from my job at BTS over to Advantage Performance Group as an independent consultant, as a partner, selling and running different learning and development programs, experiential learning programs. And I was now essentially an entrepreneur, 1099 partner with the company under, you know, sort of under company confines, but, but sort of running my own business as well. And I wanted to learn as much as I could. I realized as I'm running these programs that, you know, my typical client, it works in learning and development, talent development. I want to learn as much as I can about people in that space. And I want ways, you know, a creative way to meet with other people, you know, important or successful people or leaders in the talent development space. And I thought, well, I've been running this entrepreneurship podcast. It's given me access to people I wouldn't normally get a chance to talk to. Maybe I'll do the same thing in talent development or learning and development, right? And so I went to John Hodge, who was the president of Advantage Performance Group at the time and told him what I wanted to start. And he was all for it. They, they backed me with it. And I launched this podcast, the one you're listening to now, as the talent development hot seat in May or June of 2018. So five years ago. And I remember I, one of the questions I had, I was very involved in, in network networking in the podcasting community. I'd been to a couple of podcast conferences, starting to get to know a lot of people who were very successful in the podcasting space. And one thing I noticed is that they were all sort of inter- interviewing other entrepreneurs or you know, gurus, authors, individuals right out there. They weren't necessarily interviewing corporate professionals. I couldn't really find any shows where corporate professionals were being interviewed. And one question I had was, would they do it? Like if I went to people who worked in corporate learning and development and and asked them to come on my show as a guest, like, would they say yes? Or would they all say no, because companies don't allow people to do that sort of stuff. And at the time, I really didn't know what would would happen, right? If, If people would be able to do that, or they wouldn't be allowed or corporate compliance and that sort of thing. I wasn't really sure. And so I started asking people. And I remember there was a moment where I went in a a podcast group on Facebook, the really big group. And I posted in there and I asked, has anybody done an interview show where they interviewed people in corporate, right? Working in corporate roles, like, would this work? And the only response I got back from somebody saying, I wouldn't do it. Basically saying like, don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Like, there's got to be a way. And so I remember I just started, I didn't have a big network at that time. I had been using LinkedIn for several years and connecting with people there through my consulting work and whatnot. And so I started reaching out to people who, you know, seem like they might make great guests and just asking like, hey, would you, I'm starting this podcast about talent development. Here's the information. You know, we'll pick a topic and we'll kind of talk about the work you've been doing. Would you be interested in coming on? 
And I still remember when I got my first yes from Amy Dunn, who at the time was director of talent development at a company called Market Watch in Atlanta. Today, five years later, she is running talent development at Mercedes-Benz USA in Atlanta. And I'm grateful that Amy said yes, and she was my first guest. And there was no question about whether she was allowed to do it or not. I don't know what it looked like on the inside of that company where she worked, but you know, she said yes. And we did the interview and you can go back to episode one of this podcast. If you want scroll all the way back and hear that interview, it was all about her experience in talent development and the work she did there. And it was a good experience. And so I went on to the next one. I remember my next guest was Carla Guevara, who was a global learning leader at GE Digital at the time. He's moved on to other companies and, you know, done great work and been a member of our talent development think tank community, become a friend. And it's just a great example right off the bat, you know, two people who've become friends and we've kept in touch. Amy was and Carla were both at our first conference that we hosted. I'll get to that later. And then John Upton came on. He was a VP of sales engineering at Salesforce at the time, later became a friend. And he's someone that I still message with on a regular basis. He's, I think it works at Oracle now. He's moved on three or four different companies. He's over in, in Europe and we message on a regular basis, like still friends. And then uh, we had Chica Eloy, Ella Ponce, Mendy Fox, Christopher McCormick, who is back on the podcast recently, Natalie Hamlick, who I've, uh, I've been reconnecting with recently. Danielle Yates, who was at The Standard. And then with episode number 11, I picked up a really big name guest in Gay Hendricks, Dr. Gay Hendricks, who's author of many, many, many books, including The Big Leap and several others. And it was amazing to be able to get him on the show. And I remember I published that episode on both podcasts that I have. And uh, he's remained a friend. I've had him on the podcast twice and, and knows who I am. And so that's really cool. Another example of like an opportunity that came and a relationship that was built. And you know, on and on it went from there. I started reaching out to friends in the learning and development space, other people I hadn't talked to who were more senior level in learning and development. I would usually ask people for, after the interview, if they knew anybody else who would make a great guest. And I remember after, I think it's episode 21, Jessica Amortegui, who at the time was global head of talent at our learning and development at Logitech. She later went on to LinkedIn and uh, has taken on different roles and looks like Jessica is now VP of Org Capability and Talent Management and a people partner at a company called Molico. So it's been interesting to see over the years as I've had these different guests on and been building relationships and, and people move on to different roles and I'm able to keep in touch over the years. But Jessica, I wanted to mention because she ref is so well connected and referred me to so many other guests that I had after that that just opened up uh, the network and things really started to grow from there. And I really built so many great relationships with people in talent development, certainly found clients who wanted to work with me, but also just made so many friends with people. You know, I go down this list and I think about people like Brandon Carson, episode 31. At the time, he was at Delta Airlines. He later went over to Walmart and uh, he recently just announced He's taking on the role of head of learning and development at Starbucks, and we've been you know, texting and uh, lately and keeping in touch. And I've built so many relationships from this. So when I think about you know, what I've learned from this process, it, it really was such a great way and opportunity to build relationships with people, both uh, you know, clients, later people who bought tickets to our conference and joined my membership community, but also people who have just become you know, really good friends over the years who have been you know, supportive of me and I've been supportive of them in different ways. I think about someone like Massimo Bacchus, who is, I think, episode 69. Uh, at the time, he was head of learning development, Slalom Consulting in Seattle. 
we did that interview back in 2019, he later left the firm to start his own business as an executive coach. He was one of the first members of the talent development think tank community that I launched. And he and I have since become really good friends. He's now, uh, you know, still a member of our community, someone I talk to on a regular basis. And we met through LinkedIn and we met through, you know, really got to know each other through this podcast. He's been on multiple times, probably will be on more in the future. Right. So, so many great relationships built through this process. And, you know, the podcast interview is sort of the excuse to get things started because it, I want to learn from them. And then that could turn into potentially more in a relationship, right? Let's do work together. Let's be friends. Let's hang out. Let's vacation together, et cetera, whatever it is. You hit it off with people, right? And you sort of just need that catalyst to get started. Before I get more to the lessons, just to, to finish the story, you know, we started this podcast. I say we, like I started it, right? With support from Advantage. And uh, I think when I started, I might have been doing my own editing, but I, I quickly hired an editor because it's something I could do, but I didn't really enjoy. And it started to grow. And we got to this point in 2019. We're a year plus into it. And my friend Bennett Phillips, who was my business partner and, and best friend at the time, said to me, you know, hey, we're going to these conferences and, you know, none of them are really that exciting. And you've got this brand you're building with the Talent Development Hot Seat podcast. Like, why don't we host a conference? And I remember thinking, that's crazy. And I'm really intrigued by it. Like, let's see if we can do it. And so many of you know, we hosted the first Talent Development Think Tank conference. Bennett and I put it together in 2019. And it was sort of born out of the podcast, as well as the fact that he and I were both selling and running and doing experiential learning for a living. And we felt like we could create a better conference experience than what we had seen out there, especially with all the great facilitators in our network. And so we started putting that together and we got some great speakers lined up for that conference, including Josh Burson and Liz Weissman, who both came on the podcast as a result. So they've both been on the podcast in the past. Liz has now been on the podcast twice. Christine DiDonato spoke at that conference. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. And Michael Bungay-Stanier was the closing keynote speaker of that conference, and he's been on the podcast a couple of times as well. And it's just been a great way to build relationships with these people. That conference we put together in 2019, it was originally scheduled for November 2019. Many of you know the story, you remember there was a wildfire in Sonoma, California called the Kincaid Wildfire that year that came right into town and evacuated the hotel, and we were forced to postpone the conference. We ended up having it two months later in January of 2020. It was absolutely a huge hit. People loved it, the format, everything. And we thought, this is great. Like, we can do this again. So we started selling tickets for the next one. By the way, rewind. As we're, we're trying to sell tickets for the first conference, we'd never run a conference before. We're marketing like crazy. I'm starting to talk about it on the podcast. I still didn't, like, you know, hit me, like, the power of the podcast. And I remember the first time somebody bought tickets for the conference and said they heard about it on the podcast. I thought, wow, this is really it. This is a powerful medium. This is kind of what I dreamed of building, like a brand where people are like, oh yeah, I want to come be part of that after listening to you on a podcast, right? And so, you know, we filled that conference. It was a big success. We started selling tickets to the next one. And then of course, two months later, you know, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, shut down our business. At the time I was flying around running leadership development workshops, mostly multipliers based on Liz Weissman's book. And all the while the podcast kept going. And so, I thought that this is the time to really start the Talent Development Think Tank community that I've been thinking about. And I went out on my own. I launched that membership community in June of 2020. And three years later, here we are. The, the community is still going strong. We have over 130 members, I think. And 
you know, we've had guest speakers almost every single week. We've had calls every Wednesday for the last three years. You know, we've taken off a few weeks for holidays, but that's about it. Just tons and tons of great calls, great content in our member library. And we recently just launched a new group, a mastermind group for entrepreneurs in the corporate L&D space within the talent development think tank community. That's launching essentially this week as this podcast came out. Our first call was yesterday, Monday, June 26th. And we've already got a great group of entrepreneurs in that group. And and I launched that because I've noticed we had a lot of entrepreneurs in our community now running businesses, providers, all very respectful. There's no selling going on in our community. People that just want to learn and they're trying to find ways to grow their businesses as coaches and consultants and speakers like me. And I knew I had an opportunity, if not an obligation, to support these people and help them support each other. And so we're putting this entrepreneurship group together. So by the way, if you are an entrepreneur in the learning and development space, come check out our group. It's going to be pretty awesome. All the information is on our website. If you go to talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and click on community, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're, you're a practitioner in the learning and development space, our community is, is still going strong and getting better and better every week. All the information again is on our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com slash community. That continues to grow. That came out of this podcast, right? So we a conference came out of this podcast. Community came out of this podcast. And now we have a new entrepreneur group that is coming essentially out of the podcast and out of the community that we built. And in 2023, this year, we brought the conference back for the first second time. We hosted it in February of 2023. And it was a big hit again. People absolutely loved it. And I also rebranded this podcast from the Talent Development Hot Seat to the Talent Development Think Tank so that everything is under one brand. We have the podcast, the conference, the community. We also have some some events, some retreats that will be coming up in the near future, all under this Talent Development Think Tank brand. And what I love about this brand is that it has Think Tank in it. So you know that it's not just about listening to me. It's not just about listening to speakers, but it's really about learning from each other. And yeah, the podcast is a little bit one to many, sort of it's me speaking to you, it's me interviewing guests so that you can listen in. But if you join our membership community, or you come to any of our events in the future, you'll see or you know, if you're already in there, that it's really more about people interacting with each other or talking to each other, learning from each other, supporting each other. And that's what I really want it to be about. If I could make this podcast more interactive, I would, but that's what the community is all about. So you get the podcast for free. And then when you're willing to invest in yourself, then you get access to the community and then you really get to start to interact with other people and build your network and and really, really take your learning to the next level. So that's what that's about. Getting back to lessons, like what have I learned over the last 400 episodes and five years? Well, one is that I love talking to people and I love learning. And, you know, those things are, I don't know, they're not revolutionary. Of course, they're not huge revelations. But I really do like talking to people and I really love learning. And I approach almost all conversations with a lot of curiosity. I really like asking people questions. And if I have a a 45 minute conversation with somebody where I ask only questions and they do 90% of the talking, I'm pretty happy with that. Obviously, I have things to say. I want to interject more uh, from time to time. If I'm in a, you know, a regular conversation at a party, I think the mix, the healthy mix should be like 70, 30. I think I like asking questions and learning about people, but if they do all the talking, they might start to feel a little awkward, right? So you do need to contribute to a regular conversation, but in the podcast conversation, 
perfectly normal for it to be 90-10, and I'm very happy to do that. I really love learning from people. I've learned that I'm really good at interviewing people. I mean, I've been, not that I just, that I think I am, but I've been complimented on it multiple, multiple times, and I think it really comes down to my curiosity, my innate curiosity, and just really wanting to learn about people, their stories, what motivates them, what has really worked well for them, what they failed at, uh, what challenges they've faced, and what they can really share with others. I also really love pulling out those lessons and sort of taking the audience point of view. I mean, when I'm interviewing somebody, I really like to think about the conversation from the point of view of someone else listening. So if I hear a confusing concept, I'll usually try to follow up and ask a question. Well, can you explain that a little bit more? Or for someone who sort of doubts what you're saying, you know, could you address that a little more? I always try to, to address those. And if you don't feel like I'm doing that enough, like feel free to reach out and, and give me that feedback. It's a great way to, so, you know, the next lesson is it's a great way to build a network, right? I've learned podcasting can be. I've hosted three podcasts now. I mentioned the Entrepreneur Show that turned into the Andy Stewart Show and now is the Own Your Career Show. I've got this podcast. I also launched in 2021 a show called My NFT Journey that was all about the NFT world, non-fungible tokens. That show I don't run anymore as I've kind of moved away from that space. But I created that as a way to educate people and I interviewed a few different interesting players and did some some episodes teaching different concepts about NFTs. And that show is still out there hosted if you want to learn about NFTs, even though they're not quite as hot as they used to be. <laughs> you can go check that out. But I, I love doing that too because I just love interviewing people and asking people questions and learning as much as possible. And with all three shows, they really allowed me to build my network and, and learn from other people. And you know, I made a hard decision at the beginning of... I think it was 2021 or 2022, I decided to change the Own Your Career show so that it was no longer interview-based and it's all solo episodes. And that was a hard decision because I, because I do love interviewing other people and having conversations way more than I love sitting here talking by myself. But I really needed to focus on elevating my brand and my content around the career development work I was doing so that that would lead to more business for me even though I love elevating other people, and so that's why I still continue to do those interviews here on the Talent Development Think Tank podcast. But this has really allowed me to build my network. I mentioned all the great friends that I mentioned that I made through doing this podcast and just barely scratched the surface. I think about someone like Larry McAllister, who I reached out to to interview for this podcast at the time he had just started his role as head of global talent enablement at NetApp. This was in 2019. He bought a ticket to the first conference that we did. He was one of the first members to join the Think Tank community back in 2020. He's been back on this podcast multiple times. He's become a good friend. He's working on a book now. He just reached out to me to get approval on a quote he wanted to use to mention me in his book, which is always really flattering and just really cool to see, you know, just reflecting when he did that on the relationships and how they develop over the years and how it started with this podcast. You know, without the podcast, we wouldn't necessarily be friends, right? So I've built a great network. People really appreciate the podcast. I've had so many people tell me how much they appreciate this show and how much it helps them do their jobs and their roles. People doing master's programs and listening to the podcast. And so I'm so glad it's been helpful for people. I really, really like, I just feel a strong drive to provide value to the world. And so I always want to be doing things that are going to be valuable for others, as well as valuable for me as well. And so I want to make sure that it's worth everybody's time. And when I feel like it's not, then I'll stop doing it, right? But for now, it, it seems to be working quite well five years in. Another lesson, I never really know what will be popular or what will resonate with people. I have done some episodes over the years, I can tell you, where I thought, that was just not very good. Like, it was okay. I'm still going to publish it because it wasn't horrible. 
but I just feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, eh, whatever. And then someone will tell me, wow, that interview you did was so-and-so. That was so profound. It really helped me with my job or with what I'm doing. Like I learned so much. And that's happened multiple times over the years. And what I've learned from that is that I can't predict what will resonate with you. I cannot predict what will be popular or interesting to other people because we are all different individuals, right? We're all individual snowflakes. And what's interesting to me may not be interesting to you. And what's interesting to you may not be interesting to me. And so I just try to pull as much interesting information as I can out of people and then kind of let you decide like what's popular, what's interesting, what's not. I, you know, I, I don't really dwell on the download numbers, the listening numbers, but I look every now and then to kind of see like, hey, what's popular, what's hitting, are things up, are things down, you know, that sort of stuff. So I never really know what's going to be popular, what's going to resonate. And not everyone gets the value and that's okay, right? Like, so sometimes people don't get the value of the show or the group or what I'm doing. And that's all right. You know, oh, the other reason I wrote that down, not everyone gets the value because I have, while I have met with so many great, I've interviewed so many great thought leaders and L&D executives, leaders over the years, I've reached out to many, many others and invited them on the show. And I've been rejected many times by people who are like, no, I'm too busy or I'm not going to come on or just no, right? And the fact of the matter is they don't see the value, right? Not, not all of us are in sales, but if you are and you truly, truly study and you understand what sales is all about, it's a value transfer, right? And if you tell somebody about something you're doing, you're asking them to give their time and come on this podcast and they say no, you know, they could say they're too busy, but really it's because they didn't see the value in the experience, right? If I could truly show them what it was going to be like, maybe they'd see the value in it. And that means I need to do a better job of conveying what the value would be if I want to get some of those guests to come on the show, right? So I'm always looking for ways to improve that. Another thing I wrote down was follow your own rules. I have learned from so many experts in the podcasting world and so many gurus I've tried to learn from and imitate. And there's just things I haven't really been able to do because I just kind of do things my way. And I've realized that that's okay, right? Like, I don't know. I think that maybe my mantra should be like, learn from the best, but then do things your way, right? You don't have to try to imitate other people. You don't have to try to be other people. Maybe you won't be as, as successful as them, but that's okay. Like do things your way. You know, for example, people say like consistency is the most important thing. You have to show up at the same time every week. If you miss, people will wonder where you are and they'll give up and go somewhere else. I don't know if that's the case. I generally have tried to re release this podcast, publish this podcast every Tuesday for the last five years. We have missed some weeks here and there. And, you know, I don't think anybody's ever reached out and been like, hey, where the hell is my episode, right? Like <laughs> no one's entitled to anything. We get it out there where we can get it out there. And again, like I'd say, you know, over the last five years, 85 to 90%, maybe 95% of the time we've been there on Tuesday morning. But every now and then we've missed it by a day or a week, or I just didn't have anything. And we just skipped a week and that's okay. Like I just have never had anybody be mad. The download numbers like stay fairly, you know, normal, the same. And so that's why I say like, you know, try to stay consistent, but like do things your way and give yourself grace. If you miss something, you miss a deadline, you miss a week. This is not, I'm not doing surgery here. I'm not saving anybody's life. Uh, I'm just releasing a podcast episode to help you do your job better in learning and development, talent development, right? So learn from the best, but follow your own rules, do things your way. And then audit yourself and make improvements along the way is, is another lesson I've learned is that whatever you decide to do, it's not set in stone. Like you can always make tweaks and, and adjustments. I mentioned that 
my entrepreneurship podcast changed to the Andy Stewart Show, a personal development show. And then it morphed into the Own Your Career Show. This Talent Development Hot Seat podcast started out as that and became the Talent Development Think Tank podcast. For a little while, I started doing bonus Q&A episodes, and I only made those available inside our membership community. And then I realized that they're just not being listened to by enough people. And it's such great content. I just, I don't want it to be wasted. So I started releasing them as bonus episodes on this podcast. And so then we started releasing two episodes a week instead of one, giving you more content and just said, if people like the stuff and they want to join the community, I'll keep telling them about it. And if they want to join, they'll join. And if they don't, they don't. That's totally fine. If they just want free stuff, they just want free stuff. If you want to support me, by the way, and you haven't joined, I mean, that's the best way is joining our community, talentbuildwiththinktank.com slash community. But you know, if you if you're just happy getting the free content, like take the free content. It's totally fine. I'm I'm very happy with that model, you know, putting this out there. Obviously I want to grow our community, but you know, I'm always trying things, right? We're always pivoting. And I think it's important to audit yourself and see what's working, what's not working. You know, another adjustment I made was in May 2020 after the death of George Floyd and there was the social justice movement going on and you know everyone's posting and saying, hey, you know, we stand with Black Lives Matter and we, you know, we support the African-American community and, you know, I'm an ally and let me do what I, I do what I can. And, you know, I was right there with him, but I, I had to think like, am I like, am I really doing what I can? Am I really an ally? Or I'm just someone that's, you know, says like, am I just another white guy who's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't like discriminate against anybody, but I don't know if I'm really actively doing anything to support people in the, in the black community. Yeah. I have some black friends. Right. And so I went and looked at my list of guests. I, I, I remember at the time, I think we had done 120 episodes, something like that. And I went down the list and I just kind of like tried to profile in my mind because obviously I've got a spreadsheet. It doesn't say what people's race is or anything like that on there. But I'm just thinking like, you know, white person, white person, Asian, whatever. And I get down the list and I realize I, I think I had two black guests out of 120, the first 120 episodes. And I just thought to myself, like, that's not, that's not okay. Like that's, you know, if I'm really truly someone who is supporting people from people of color, people underrepresented groups, underrepresented voices, if I'm an ally, then I need to be having more people of color and people from, you know, underrepresented voices on this show. Like it's ridiculous and be doing more episodes about DEI and about those concepts so that we can all learn how to improve DEI within learning and development. How do we make learning more inclusive? How do we make this podcast more inclusive? How do we have different and diverse more voices on this show? So I made a commitment to that. And you can check me. I really haven't gone back and audited. I don't think I need to. We've had a lot more guests of color, people from underrepresented groups on this show. I think we've always had a pretty healthy mix of women and men on the show. I would guess I haven't audited it in a while. Maybe I should audit more women than men. I could be wrong. But I think we've done pretty well with that since then over the last three years. And if you look at the conference that we hosted in February of this year, the Talent Development Think Tank Conference, I was very proud of the diversity of our speaker list, speaker panel. If you go look at who we had speaking, we had several people of color, we had LGBTQ, we had we had everybody represented, not everybody, right? But I mean, we had a, I felt pretty good about the diversity of our, our speaker list. And I'll always continue to look for that. Obviously, like, I'm building relationships. I'm looking for the best guests and I'm looking for chief learning officers and executives to come my way, but I'm always going to be looking for ways to elevate underrepresented voices as well, because I do want to be an ally, you know, not just someone who says they are, but who's actually doing that work. So I wanted to mention that because 
I think that's one of the best examples of where I have audited the work I'm doing and thought, you know, this is not good enough. This this does need to improve. This needs to change. And then I'm always kind of reevaluating doing this podcast. It does take time, you know, speaking with people, booking guests, all that sort of stuff. You know, is it still worth my time, right? Is it still worth your time to listen? Is it worth my time to do the podcast? I'm always sort of reevaluating that. I'm still on the yes. I'm still in the yes column. I hope it's in the yes column for you to keep listening, but I'm going to keep doing it for the time being. And as long as I keep having great conversations with people and it keeps supporting me in my business and what I'm growing uh, and building a brand and it's helping people with their careers in learning and development, talent development, we will keep this thing going. As far as other future plans, uh, I'm going to keep doing interviews. I'll sprinkle in you know, solo episodes on different topics, different content from here and there. I'd really like to do more of that. I've had a hard time getting myself to sit down and record a solo episode from time to time, but I really want to do more of that. I hope that you want to hear more from me and I will do more of that. The best guests that I have on the show will be doing sessions in the Talent Development Think Tank community. So if you haven't joined the community, you're not a member, I would invite you to come check it out, to come join us because when you hear guests on here, most likely if they give a great interview, I'm getting them to come do a session inside the community where you can then ask them questions and have a conversation about it. So again, all the information about our community is at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com slash community. And I mentioned we started a group recently for entrepreneurs. So we may do more episodes for entrepreneurs in the future on like growing your coaching practice or whatever it may be. I might do more, more episodes with friends. I'm not sure what the future holds, but I'm always interested to hear what are the, you know, the hottest topics out there. I'm on LinkedIn every day looking at what people are talking about. Sometimes I see a great LinkedIn post and I message the the person who posted it and ask if they'll come on the show to talk about it. We've done that a few times. I'm always taking referrals from people in our group about the best guests. I want to highlight more of our members in the community. So we'll have more members on, you know, we're just going to keep bringing more guests, more great content and keep trying to make this show better and better to provide value to you. And if you ever have feedback or ideas, feel free to reach out to me. My email is andy at andystorch.com. Our website with everything is talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. I've mentioned it already several times in this episode, but we do run a membership community. So if you want more, you're ready to take your, your dedication here to the next level. You want to start connecting with other people in our community, learning from other people, from our guests and more, head on over to our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com slash community. We'll have more bonus resources there in the future as well. But thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this sort of meandering narrative on my reflections from the last five years and 400 episodes of this podcast. I don't know if we'll do 400 more. We'll see how many we get to. As with anything in life, I sort of take things as we go. But if there's something you really want, you know you set a vision and you set some goals and you go do it. That's what I do with a lot of things in my business. So I'll be continuing to reflect on this. I also just started working on a new book recently. I'll be sharing content from that in the near future. And otherwise, I appreciate you listening and I hope to talk with you next time. Take care.